I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I've helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. As we start to explore today's show, number 136, Getting Back to Work, I'll tell you where my thoughts came from. The content for today's show was going to be about getting back to work, a working mindset after some awesome time off from the holidays. I also realized, though, that today's show, Getting Back to Work, has other meanings, such as returning from a longer break, or maybe you're jumping back into the workforce after some extended time off. So, I'm going to address today's show in two parts, but with a little bonus reference also. So, I want to talk about that and give you some tips that will complement our last episode, 135. And that show was titled, Do You Overpromise and Underdeliver? In the prior episode, I talked about starting out the new year, essentially fired up and full of energy, though reminding you to be cautious to take on too much too soon. It won't help you nor the people you plan to help if you fall behind on your commitments. So keep that in mind. Now, Focusing back on our working mindset after some time off from the holidays, I came up with a few pointers I'd like to share with you. With the new year upon us, we'll likely have to carry some work over from last year. That could be tasks, projects, or activities that are still open. That's why I want to recommend a couple of the following points to help you. First, keep a logbook of your task list items. You need to know when they're assigned what actions are needed to complete them, and when they're due. That's critically important. And some of the larger scope items that require the task to be broken down into, let's say, bite-sized pieces, they'll need to be broken out so you can complete them and see your progress, be able to monitor it. In the sense of maybe I've completed three steps out of five, or you could do it percentage-based. I have 40% done. That way you have a comparison of your progress versus time remaining. Also, with regards to deadlines, are these soft deadlines? Something that can move without impacting other people or other activities? Or are they hard deadlines? These deadlines, these due dates cannot shift. If they do, you would miss your goals and cause negative situations or repercussions to arise. The bottom line, we want to be seen as dependable and accountable. Therefore, it's vital to complete the tasks or responsibilities that were assigned. And, in my opinion, without a paper or digital logbook, you'd be left with a massive mental filing cabinet of open actions floating around up there. Those open actions will pop up in your mind from time to time, and not always when you want them. They can also be a source of stress or anxiety 
and even worse yet, deprive you of a quality sleep. So treat yourself right this new year and keep track of your open and completed tasks. The latter can give you a sense of accomplishment by tracking what you've completed or achieved this year. At a high level, it can be used to support your performance review by helping you document your contributions to your company and your position. The other aspect of today's show, getting back to work, more commonly refers to entering back into the workforce after a longer break, such as a job loss or a career break. That happened to me. I had been working for a company for nearly 12 years, 12 years of dedicated service, and one day I was without a job. That's right. I was the victim of a riff or a reduction in force. When the economy crashed in 2008, people weren't as much interested in buying vehicles or being able to afford vehicles, and my job, working in the performance automotive industry, suffered. Positions were lost. Many people suffered reduced hours, and worse yet, like me, many people lost their jobs. I went into battle stations. I didn't know what to do. I had been working for a job, contributing for nearly 12 years, and suddenly I was without. I didn't know where my resume was, and if I found it, when was the last time I had updated it? I had to figure out a way to get my resume updated and fast. Looking on the internet, there were coaches, and there were resume specialists charging hundreds, even thousands of dollars. The problem when you lose your job, you don't have any money to spare. Therefore, I couldn't afford those services, nor did I know which of them I could trust to get good results. So I took that challenge on myself, and after months of studying, hundreds of hours of working on my resume and interviewing skills, I was able to obtain a full-time job at a Fortune 500 company, which I'm still with today. The only way I could do that was by repurposing myself and my resume. I left the automotive engineering environment with a significant number of years of management experience and pivoted. I repurposed myself and my resume to that of a project manager. So one of the messages for a takeaway today is that if you've been out in the industry for quite some time working and decided to take a break by your choosing or unfortunately that of your companies, and you need to re-engage in the workforce through interviewing or possibly do a job pivot, there is hope for you. That is something actually that I specialize in and would be honored to help you with through one-on-one coaching sessions, or if you'd be interested in my digital courses online, my resume masterclass or cover letter masterclass. But to a point, I recently received a request to coach someone that had been working in a large corporation for about 15 years. They've started the job application process and now need to work on their interviewing skills. They simply haven't been out and about doing those things that others have been doing, interviewing and looking for different jobs. So I'm planning to work with them using my interviewing excellence coaching content, and I look forward to our first meeting. Now, it's important when it comes to interviews and getting back to work that you know what some of the industry trends are, what's going on both with resumes, what a cover letter is if you're not familiar, how to use one accurately and adequately, but also to be abreast of the times for interviews, as I mentioned. What are the hiring trends? What's going on? What are future employers looking for? By the way, what do you have to offer? If you're switching career fields, it'd be a great time for you to check out episode 116, 
And I titled that show, Your Job Title Doesn't Define You. You see, each of us are much more than just a simple job title. We bring a lot more to the table, so we shouldn't feel minimized by the few words on our job title. I've actually seen that happen and affect a few people, so it's important that I raise that point. We are all much more than just a simple job title. If you've listened to me for any length of time, I frequently talk about resumes, job applications, and interviewing skills, the three key areas to focus on for successful ability to navigate into a new position. In every phase of job hunting, it's critically important to know that everything you do, say, and submit is all about the old acronym WIFM. The twist, though, not from the viewpoint of yours, but from the viewpoint of your future employer. And if you're not familiar with WIFM, it stands for What's In It For Me. Simply breaking it down, a company is hiring because of a need, and you're applying to fill that need. Yes, you want a job, of course. Yes, you want a paycheck. But it's more than just that. You need to be a good fit, if not a great fit, but for each other. In fact, when I coach on the topic of interviewing excellence, I strongly suggest that you interview the hiring company while they're interviewing you. That's right. It's a great thing to get a job offer and even accept it because you've worked so hard, you've accomplished so much. That was your whole goal, right? But it's not great to find out a short while later in your new job role that it's not what it's cracked up to be. It's almost like it was a little smoke and mirrors gag, right? A little twisted reality. So make sure you do interview them while they're interviewing you. And I have some prior episodes you can search through to see. That might help you make sure you're asking the right questions of them while they're interviewing you. Now back to today's topic about getting back to work. When you return to the job force after a lengthy break, make sure you keep up with the times. Check out your network, regardless if you're switching careers or not. Who do you know that can assist you getting back on your feet more quickly? Using the first part of another acronym, and by the way, I frequently use acronyms as tools in coaching because they're easy to remember and easy to put down in notes to help us when we need to trigger off key points during interviews and during certain activities in our jobs. Using another part of an acronym, SWOT, S-W-O-T, have you identified your strengths and weaknesses? If not, you'll need to do that not only to benefit your growth, but also for your self-awareness. You see, it's a common interview question to be asked those two key points. Also, if you've been out of work for a longer period of time, I'd recommend you prepare to speak about it, even if briefly. Meaning, don't be surprised if the question is posed. I've frequently seen people apologize for being unemployed or out of work for a longer period of time. Personally, I don't feel you need to apologize. In certain cases, apologies can be seen as a sign of weakness, especially in an interview. But rather, confidently state your reason for being out of work and move on. And by the way, I don't think it takes a long story either. Just a few words, just a short sentence. For example, I've been taking care of a sick family member. I've temporarily transitioned to a stay-at-home mom or dad. 
I took a break to learn some skills in a new career area and make a job pivot. Whatever fits you, just make sure it's honest and accurate when you share that. Also, during your downtime, it'd be great to fill it in with some education or training content, showing that you're a better person, bettering yourself. This shows you have increased value to bring to a future employer. Also, if you volunteered or donated some of your time or talents during that time period, make sure to include that on your resume and during your interview, again, if it's relevant to the new role that you're applying for. Many companies like to see community involvement. It goes to your character and your morals. Some companies have networks or resource groups where they actively participate in and support local communities. So, my suggestion here, depending on where you're applying, both the company and the job role, know what they're about. Know what they're like, okay? Perform what's called due diligence. Doing research on both the company and the job you're applying for is key. Human resource professionals, recruiters, and hiring managers alike have said time and time again they can spot a generic resume easily. That means not thinking about your resume as a one and done. Don't think of it as a check mark. It's more about tailoring each resume to each job application, and that includes cover letters for specifics when cover letters are recommended or required. Something you know that popped into my head, if there was a specific reason why you left or lost your last job, keep that in mind too. If you lost your job for cause, meaning a specific reason, such as lack of knowledge, lack of throughput, or lack of initiative, then I strongly suggest you work on improving that aspect. If you don't, and you happen to land another job, that weakness could come out again. It's important to recognize, no matter who you are, that we all have strengths and weaknesses. It's better to focus on improving our weaknesses, by the way, than polishing our strengths, at least initially, and here's why. Let's say your top strength is being organized, and you self-rate at a 90%. You've given yourself an A, and that's great. Congratulations. But your biggest weakness might be completing tasks on time. And you score that around a 60, right on the borderline of failure, okay? Ouch, I know. If you focus on improving your organizational skills, you might bring your 90% up to a 91, 2, or 3. It'll be really hard for others to see this minute improvement in your skills, although you've put in a lot of time, effort, and energy. In fact, if you focused on that, boosting your strength, you might actually be offended or hurt when you show somebody the new organizational skills you have, or rather the improved organizational skills on this example, and they don't happen to notice it. That gives you the idea that bumping the needle just a little, like I said, 90 to 91, 2, 3, isn't going to affect what other people see in you is your abilities, your capabilities, your values, as much as if you apply your focus, your improvement focus the other way. And what I mean by that, let's say you take that 60% that you graded yourself right on the borderline of failure and you boost it to a 70 or even an 80. That's a landmark gain. That should easily be seen by others especially the fact that in your prior role in this example, it was documented that you were lacking in that area. 
Now you should be on a much stronger avenue for success when it comes to improving one of your weaknesses. And by the way, it's okay to talk about your strengths and weaknesses. I think you should evenly elaborate on both, if not just a touch more on your weakness, because strengths are great, but it's good to know that you did identify with a weakness and you took steps to improve it. I hope today's show, Getting Back to Work, which had a double meaning, both for short-term getting back to work and longer term if you've been out of your job field for a while or switching careers has helped you. Don't forget to check out the show notes because any episodes or links that I mention or research should be found in the show notes and you can research those as well to learn more. If you need help with your career growth, from looking for your first-time job to maybe you're seeking a promotion or everything in between, that's resumes, cover letters, and high-performance job growth, I stand by to help you. I have one-on-one virtual coaching sessions as well as digital courses online that once you purchase them, they're with you for a lifetime. You never know when you need to update your resume, and the sooner you do it, the better, especially with the new year fast on track. You don't want to wait until it's too late. You've suffered a reduction in hours or, unfortunately, a job loss. Because now you're going into battle stations mode like I did, and that's a large reason why my company exists today and this show does. I want to help others like you avoid traumatic situations and be as prepared as possible for when that what-if day comes. Also, if you're prepared with an updated resume and you at least know about and have the process ready to write a cover letter if needed, you'll be ready when that opportunity for a promotion comes up. You'll just dust off your most current resume. Hopefully you've completed that or updated that in the last six months to a year. Put some tweaks on it and send it in. Rather than dig through your desk and your computer and your notes to see how far behind you are in putting your critical skills and your latest updates together showing your value. I'm Craig Ansell, your host of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. Closing out another episode, number 136, Getting Back to Work. I hope you've enjoyed. If so, please subscribe and drop some notes on our comments. We'd love to hear from you on Apple or whatever podcast player you're choosing. We're also on YouTube, so please make sure you listen in and subscribe. Have an awesome day ahead and Happy New Year.